Good morning. I'm so grateful that you're here this morning. I think about what we're doing here in the foyer, and I'm reminded of God's call to us. And there are several agencies here this morning, 25 over, over 25 agencies, partners, uh, mission teams, mission groups that we partner with. I hope you'll stop and visit with them. But I also just want to acknowledge that Lynn and Sherry and Heath and, and many of our volunteers, as a matter of fact, have kind of helped us set this up this morning. So be sure and stop by those tables. But would you give them a hand for just the hard work they've done for putting this together this morning? I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And again, as we think about God's call in our life, we think about from the standpoint of my hope is found in Jesus Christ. And we understand that as followers of Jesus Christ, that we hope in God. And so this morning, I hope that I'll have a chance to share some words with you that may resonate with God's hope in your life. But by the way, there are many people that you know that do not have the hope of Jesus Christ in their life like you do. There may be people, as a matter of fact, that you encounter every single day, that you visit with every single day, that do not have that same kind of hope in Christ. And so I pray more than anything else that God continues to call to you, that you would listen, as a matter of fact, for the opportunity to be able to share Christ with him. Uh, my wife, Sabrina, just before I got up here, she said, make sure you introduce yourself. She's always telling me what to do. My name is Renee Maciel. I am the missions community outreach pastor here at the church. And Sabrina, a matter of fact, had hope in me. When we married 40 years ago, she had hoped that I was a Mr. Fix-It guy like her dad. Her dad could fix anything, and she was hoping that I was the same, but I, I, again, I just brought this with me. When I married her, I had a little screwdriver, and I also had a big screwdriver as well. <laughs> and so she had lots of hopes, but it was all wishful thinking is what it was. I think about that, and we wishfully think and place our hope in lots of different things, but lots of times those things just don't pan out. I hope that we have a lot of snow this year. I hope the Cowboys win. I hope Renee doesn't go too long today. I got an amen there. I heard that. It's all wishful thinking. Only to be disappointed sometimes. That happens. We meet a lot of people that are looking for hope. On Sunday mornings, I get my nourishment at Shipley's Donuts. One particular Sunday morning, I walk in and I say, good morning, how are you doing? How are you doing this morning? This one lady said to me, well, I'm above dirt. That's all I have to hope for. That's not much hope. You and I know there are more, there's more to hope, a matter of fact, but there's also many people around us that just don't understand that. They don't have that hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We see hopelessness all around us. We know people like that. We feel it. We experience it ourselves at times in our life. A matter of fact, it wasn't too long ago that I was at the laundromat that we've been doing this wash and prayer. This lady began to tell me about her hope in her mom who was dying. 
And as she shared that with me, she began to tell me, I don't know what I'm going to do when she's gone. And as I just shared with her, and I eventually prayed with her, I asked her, what are you hoping in? Where is your hope? The psalmist said this, Psalm 39, 7. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. And I hope our hope is also in the same idea that we are hoping in Jesus Christ through all that we go through in life. It doesn't matter what things are happening in our life, whether good or bad. There's opportunities, as a matter of fact, every day to be able to share this hope of Christ with others. I'm going to read a, a definition of hopeless to you. Listen to this definition. Despair, desperation, despondency, discouragement. Hopelessness refers to a state of mind caused by circumstances that seem too much to cope with. Despair suggests total loss of hope, which may be passive or may drive one to furious efforts. Do you know someone like this? Have you talked with someone recently, a matter of fact, that it seems like all they do, they're still looking for something to hold on to in their life? Let me also say there's a lot of good things that we hope in. As a child, I placed my hope in my dad. Oh, by the way, I did recently install a Wi-Fi thermostat in my house. Don't give up on me, Sabrina. I'm, I'm getting there. I was in China a few years ago, and I spent time a whole day with a man. We walked around the neighborhoods where he lived. And as I visited with him and listened to him, his hope was in the government. Not too long ago, I was in New Bedford, Massachusetts. I had a chance to walk around the neighborhoods and spend time with a pastor there, and many of those families are hoping in their social assistance that comes in every month. That's their hope. In Beirut this summer, I had a chance to sit in a room of Lebanese and speak about hope because many of those Lebanese, as a matter of fact, were looking for hope in their life. Listen to this quote. You're on Montman. Totally without hope, one cannot live. To live without hope is to cease to live. Hell is hopelessness. It's no accident above the entrance of Dante's hell is the inscription, leave behind all hope, you who enter here. Isn't it interesting that every single day of our lives, as a matter of fact, that we would meet somebody that comes upon this place in our life, as a matter of fact, that that's exactly where they are, looking for hope in their life. And God has placed you there. God has given you that moment, a matter of fact. First point I want to make this morning, we have a living hope coming out of the New American Standard Bible. Listen to scripture here this morning. It says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1 begins, by the way, to those aliens scattered. Modern-day Turkey, tribulation from the standpoint of life that is going on. There was all kinds of trouble and persecution that was going on. And we think about the lives that we live today, a matter of fact, and all that is happening in our country, in our world, around us, and we think about hope. In his great mercy, we can celebrate the gift and living hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We are born again to this living hope that we talked about because of Christ's resurrection. We are born again. We live it. We experience that. To the unsaved, hope is wishful thinking. Hear me. To the unsaved, hope is wishful thinking. But to you who know Christ, it means life and hope eternal. Amen? Our Christian hope, by the way, is grounded on the reality of Christ and his resurrection. That's what I believe in. That's what I hope in. That's what I live my life for nowadays because of Christ's resurrection. I have this new hope, this living hope. And so I have a chance to share it every single day of the living hope that Christ has given me. I think about that, and I'm mindful of that. Listen to this quote Tim Keller wrote. I love this. Christ's resurrection not only gives you hope for the future, it gives you hope to handle your scars right now. I don't know where you are personally, and I don't know if there's family members or people that you know that you encounter every single day that are looking for hope in their life. But Tim Keller also said this, listen, God's reckless grace is our greatest hope. Wow. We carry and walk with a living hope. We bring the Spirit of God into every situation and life encounter that we have in life. Everything we do, we bring hope. The laundromat, the food pantry, a chat with your neighbor or friends or maybe your family or someone you have just met, a coworker. There's a spirit of hope in you that brings difference. It brings hope. We need hope. A man approached a little league baseball player. He asked the little boy, he said, uh, what's the score? Little boy said, 18 to nothing. The man said to the little boy, I, I bet you're discouraged about that. Why should I be discouraged? We hadn't even gotten up to bat yet. <laughs> Our hope is different. Let me say it again. Our hope is different. It's a living hope in God, and so when circumstances in life just don't meet up with what we expected, we hope in, we hope in different things. And we carry that living hope. Point number two, set your hope on grace. 1 Peter 1, 13 and 14 says that this is this. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. 
Keep sober in your spirit. Set your hope complete on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. Even though we live in a life filled with daily trials and temptations, our focus and heart must be above that. We have to prepare our minds. We have to focus on the things that God is doing in our life. I need to prepare myself. You need to prepare yourself not to conform to this life, not to strive to follow after this life, but to strive to be holy. And so how important it is to be involved in church, how important it is to be in the body of Christ, how important it is, as a matter of fact, to be involved in life groups that you would continue to grow up in Christ. That means to be ready spiritually, set apart with hope and grace in your life. And God has called us to be holy, by the way. God has called us to be holy. He's also called us to be ready. And part of that readiness for us, by the way, is being spiritually ready to handle the situation. Taking that time to be ready with God, right with God, that God in those moments would give you the right words, the right actions, the right attitude, the right spirit to be able to handle what God has in front of you. Point three, be prepared to share your hope-filled life. First Peter 3.15 says this, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you with gentleness and respect. Be ready to make a defense. The term defense, the Greek word apologia, which means to give an account, a, a testimony, by the way. We will need, always need to be ready to give in a reason for the hope that we have as we follow God. He'll provide those opportunities every day, those conversations, those moments, those introductions, those little bitty times that you would have with people around you. You know them, you see them, you experience them. And every day, as you encounter people, there's that spirit of hope in you that is so different than anybody else that you bring hope into that life. I feel like there are times, though, that I miss so many opportunities to share the hope of Christ, to bring glory to Christ. I become a, a hoarder of his grace. I hold on to it. I don't let go of it. I possess it, as a matter of fact, at times, and I just don't want to let it go. And to do it with gentleness and respect. I think about the moments, as a matter of fact, that you would just have a, a kind word or an opportunity that you would speak to somebody in such a way that they would listen to you, that they would be mindful of your spirit as different than anybody else. You just act different. And because you act differently, it opens up the opportunity for you to share Christ with someone. Bring hope. Point four, through him, your faith and hope are in God. First Peter 1.21, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God, not by might, not by my power, but because of the spirit that indwells me. As a matter of fact, I can live and act and speak in such a way that it brings to hope to other people around me. I hope in God, I bring the hope of God to others in everyday life, my daughters, 
my son-in-laws, to my grandsons, to my friends, to my coworkers, to neighbors, to people I meet every day. I have hope in God and it brings a difference. You have hope in God and it brings a difference. Every opportunity that God gives you in the moments of living your life every single day, there are times in your life that it's just a moment that God gives you an opportunity to bring hope into the life of someone. I'm a carrier of hope. Watch out, I may be contagious. I hope that I am. <laughs> I hope that you are. I hope that you live in such a way, a matter of fact, that people will ask you, what's the difference in your life? And you can always share that with them. Let me just tell you what the difference is. A year ago, I sat by my 98-year-old mom's bedside. On Sunday morning, we talked about God and his love for her. Then we sang some hymns. Mom was a singer. She was a good singer. We sang some hymns, and she loved to sing, but her voice was not the same as I remember as a kid. It was different, but she still sang with such conviction. It was her last Sunday service on this earth, but not the last of her hope in God. For she understood that this scripture that we started out with today, his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And my mom, as a child, would drag me to church and she shared hope with me she told me and now I have hope by the way the last song we sang was this I won't sing my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All of the ground sinking sin. All other ground is sinking sand. I pray that you walk out of this room today that you'd be ready and right to share the hope of God. By the way, there's lots of people out there that are looking for hope. You know them. Let's pray. Father God, I know my life doesn't always exemplify that. I know there are things that I hold on to sometimes in my life, Father, that are temporal, mean nothing. But you remind me. You speak to me. And you tell me, I am your hope. I am your foundation. And in return, Lord, would I be mindful would I be mindful, Father, 
to share the hope of Jesus Christ with the world today. I thank you for the way our church is involved and connected. I thank you for the number of people that have invested and given and prayed and gone and and are going. And I pray that you would continue, Father, to call to us. (laughs) We have hope. We need to be carriers. For you have called us to go into all the world and be the hope of God. And now, church, as we get ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper, would you be mindful of God's call to you? He's calling. And you're carrying the hope of God. Amen.